Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the TFD show, episode two. Uh, good day. Good day. Hey, Matt, you there? I'm there. Yo, along with my buddy. How you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm a little annoyed because I just got an excellent workout in the gym and I was excited for this super snow moon uh, to, you know, absorb some good old blitz rays. And it's 100% cloud cover and raining and freezing ice rain. Oh, it's freezing so, ice rain where you're at? Damn. That's tough, freezing ice rain. Yeah, it was, uh, it was just rain when I left my office. And then 30 seconds later when I got to the gym, I turned on the windshield wipers and a big chunk of ice flew by. So, Oh, you on the way here. All right, so I, hey, everybody, I'm Brian. This is my buddy, Matt. We're rolling here on TFD episode two. We are the brothers of iron. Brothers of iron. <laughs> we are. Uh, all right. So I live in Worcester, uh, Massachusetts. And let me tell you, when people, we snow, got snow uh, the day before, four inches, five inches, not that bad. But people don't brush the snow off the top of their car. So when you're driving, big old brick of snow just flies off and like right at your window. That's just a huge <laughs> safety risk. So yeah, I see the ice rain sucking. But then, like a sheet, like a big plate of snow, smack blinding you while the middle of the highway on like the two ninety. That sucks. People, yeah, and you see those videos of chunks of ice, like literally shattering windshields. So you know, gotta be careful out there. <laughs> Yo. Good thing you're in a truck and you're kind of higher than most of the other vehicles. Yeah, thankfully I'm in my Tacoma, that Falcon. Love that car. Best truck in the world. Oh yeah, truck life, man. Truck life. That's right. You got the the Ram. I do. The Ram Dakota 2004, man. I'll tell you what, 100,000 miles and uh, still going like a, you know, like brand new. Called the Black Pearl because it's all beat up and, you know, don't really care how it looks, but it still survives. <laughs> it still survives. So you're going to be driving that thing on his last leg where you're like rolling up right up to the where the, the junkyard is and then walk off into the, the pier? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't think I'm getting rid of it. Even if I get a new car, a new truck. I'm going to keep that thing, put a nice six-inch lift on it, put some big Mickey Thompsons, and uh, you know, it'll be a great weekend fun car. Apparently, there's some really awesome trails for, uh, for mudding and off-roading about 20 minutes from where I'm moving. So oh. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, let's just jump right into adventure then. You got the move, and you got me hyped up for some uh, – I wanted to ask you about the Morrow Mountain you sent me. What's up? Tell me about yeah. Morrow Mountain. Yeah, so – uh, I'm I'm a geologist, as uh, you know, you're aware, and yes, I somehow am. by trait, that is what you do. <laughs> and amazingly, I didn't even know that there were volcanoes in North Carolina, active or dormant or extinct. And apparently, there is one called Morrow Mountain, which I thought was just a regular mountain, and it's about 15 minutes, 20 minutes from where I'm going to be moving to in a few months. And it apparently is a extinct volcano. I that thought that was really Cool. Yeah. And so there's great hiking trails there. And there's, um, and then I found out from a buddy of mine that lives here that, uh, he just got a, um, uh, a, G a new Jeep Wrangler and he was telling me about some trails right out there in the forest around Morrow mountain that is, that they're set up for off-roading. So man, yeah, as, as soon as this weather clears up and it gets a little bit warmer, we're going to be hitting those trails for, uh, some off-roading and, um, some hiking. Pretty excited. That sounds pretty cool. So it's yeah. like, so an extinct volcano, great trails, 
uh, located North Carolina, but where specifically? What uh, like county or so? So I, right now I'm in Charlotte, but we're going to be moving to Concord, which is about about 20 minutes east northeast of Charlotte, okay. and about 20 minutes east of that, there is a forest called I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but it's Urary Forest. And don't worry, I've learned to not learn how to pronounce anything when I moved. Yeah, so we went over this last episode. <laughs> so yeah, so it's it's full of trails. It's full of um, uh, some water sports. There's a lake and a and a and a big river system nearby. So you know we haven't been able to do much because it's been cold and you know a lot more rain than I expected. But uh, mm-hmm. you know as spring and summer hits, man, we're, we're definitely going to be um, exploring out there. I'm super pumped for you, man. I'm super pumped. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Be a cool place when uh, when you and the wife get down here. Um, you know we can we can check that out. But uh, it'll be fun. Definitely, man. Springtime would be great to go hit that up. Yeah, you know, hiking, and this is a, you know, TFD tip. Hiking is, you know, just a a great way to get in touch with nature, man. You know, as unless your career puts you outdoors, we spend most of our lives sitting down in front of a computer or in front of a piece of paper or a TV. And you're in a building, you're working in office work, you're working in, like myself, I work in a hospital system, so I'm indoors, you know. Always yeah, working with people. About artificial light is the point. You yeah, know? artificial light for sure. Artificial light, man. You know, and it's uh, you know, we've since we moved up here, one of the reasons for us moving here was to get a little more outdoor adventure in our lives. And um, and man, you know, it's it's just something that I think everybody needs to do. Even you know, people who aren't really big into hiking, you don't have to be. There's plenty of trails that don't have much gain or much elevation. It's just a matter of getting out there unplug for a bit you know put your phone on airplane mode leave it on if you want to take pictures that's cool but you know disconnect man you know and um you know that that's part of the tfd philosophy is you know you got to get in touch with nature you know get uh you know if if you're a dude especially you know get back in touch with those you know manly roots man you know get out there into into the wild into nature yeah chop a tree down get your hands dirty do something you know dig a hole no but seriously get out there and explore see some things the other day I was walking uh, my dog, Vivi, by the, the dog park, and uh, I ended up deciding, you know what, we're going to go a little further. So I ended up walking her to Mills Pond almost, uh, just out to the street, or just where I could, like, well, not all the way to Mills Pond. This is the, just off of Chandler Street with the intent to go to Mills Pond, but it's a really cool park, and it was covered in snow. We see it all the time when we drive by recently. There's so many small things that you can miss. That might be nearby that aren't even like the other national parks and recreations that are super cool. Originally, this park, the the designer is the same one who designed the New York Central Park system. Oh, that's and interesting. And he's, sure. uh, yeah, uh, cousin uh, Irving, his wife Nina was telling us about this, telling my wife and I about this, Tara, that the same designer built the Mills Pond using that that method of uh, architecture that he used for the park, he used it for Central Park. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I mean, the whole New England and New York area is kind of, you know, developed around the same time. So it makes sense that a lot of people would be working in different areas. Oh, yeah. 200-year-old house I'm living in right now. 200 years old. It's pretty cool, man. Probably got some serious uh, colonial ghosts in there. Yeah. I didn't think about <laughs> that until just now. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's probably, but it's probably cool ghosts, you know, like 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 Mel Gibson from The Patriot. Like, I wouldn't mind him haunting the house. Mel Gibson from The Patriot is what you think of old colonial Boston? 
<laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying old colonial style, you know, like that kind of guy or, or, or you know, Heath Ledger from that movie. So, so like in Family Guy with the Pawtucket Patrick. You have the Pawtucket Patrick haunting your house. Oh, my God. Samuel Adams. <laughs> it's, it's like the ghost of Samuel Adams and then come out of the wall and give me a beer. I mean, dude, that'd be amazing. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to touch on uh, the origin of TFD. I know we already kind of went through our philosophy. We like being outside. I'll, I'll bring up uh, my adventure on Wachusett Mountain, a ski resort area. Uh, I think next episode, I'm going to bring save that for next episode. We got a lot today. Hey, good deal. All right, so TFD, my wife, even after she listened, was like, so what does TFD mean? You never explained it. I'm going to say right now, it means tips fucking down. All right, that's the philosophy. Moving forward, take challenges head on. Push. You're going to fall down. You got to get back up. And we got this. Go in 100%. Go in 100%. And we got this. Whatever you're doing, go all in. From the great comedian Rob Corddry, who played Lou in Hot Tub Time Machine. Because they're on the top of the mountain right before they jump down. And they're at the triple black diamond. And he looks like a cliff face straight down. And he's like, tips fucking down. TFT, tips down. And then everybody just, you know, set off to Molly Crew. I just wiped out miserably. Kind of like we did we were snowboarding last time. Yeah, I wiped out a bunch, but still fun. Yeah, it is fun. You know why? Funny enough, when I was probably 13, I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, it was the first time I ever went skiing. Uh, I did okay, and then when I was about 19, first I snowboarded, and I remember I kept wiping out, and I wiped out, and then this dude wiped out next to me. He's an older guy, and he looked at me and he goes, "You know, it's not falling. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not falling. It's stopping with style." You know, I was like, "I was like, I like that. That's true, because you can be, you can look pretty cool when you eat it. Sometimes turn into a huge just snowball going down the mountain. It's kind of funny, but anyway." Yeah, but back to the point. It, that's that's if it's intentional. <laughs> well, nobody's gonna know. That's the best part. You'll know. I'll know. I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I was gonna cramp my quad. I want to stop. <laughs> no, look, that's what threw me down. I stopped intentionally for my quad cramp. I didn't just collapse through my leg. So you know, won the championship. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, TFD, go all in, hundred percent. Whatever you're doing, take chances, live life. And it applies to everything. So there you go. Speaking of going all in, random. All right, so before the before we started recording, I mentioned to you uh, the, my Flanagan's Cup adventure. By the way, yeah. if you're not familiar, Flanagan's is a, uh, seafood, a grill and seafood restaurant chain down in South Florida. Great food. Wings. Ribs, famous for. Seafood's good. Go down there if you're stopping in Fort Lauderdale, you're stopping in Miami, Florida, visit that stuff. I love that place. Anyways. Yeah, seriously. If you're, if you're down in that in South Florida in general, just Google the nearest one, go to it, thank us later. So, bro, all right, so um, you know how you want to order the, the meal deal? You get the cup, you get the big Flanagan's cup. Yeah, he's all the time for water. So I have like 14 of those. So, Well, I need a couple because my wife got rid of a bunch of them. Oh, how so dare she, man? That's like the, that's yeah. the only thing I kept. I threw away glasses and stuff because these cups are the dopest cups of all time. So did I. Yeah. So... I was like, we got too many cups. I need to, I don't want to just give them away. I want to make them useful to society. <laughs> and so as we're driving up here, in my mind, I'm like, I could have dropped off a cup in like each spot. I could have left one at the South Carolina Center, you know, for like a, a relic 
I could have left uh, what, what I did now is like there's now one downstairs in Massachusetts, the Flangens Cup. I use it for the salting of my, of my driveway. <laughs> and then the next t- trip I take, I'm going to use that. I'm going to leave it at another city and then just disperse Flanagan's Cups all across America so Joe's face can be seen everywhere. Yeah, well, hopefully people just don't pick them up and throw them in a trash can. No, no, they won't be. They'll be useful. They're going to be useful right. cups. Good deal. That's probably not as funny as other shit, but I thought it was nice. <laughs> it's, it's more interesting than anything. So, yeah. Um, so, what do you want to talk about, man? Hit me. Well, we covered the volcano, which I was really interested in talking about because I don't even know that much about it, and I've been actually reading about it. Yeah. Um, so, maybe after I do do the hike of it, then the next episode after that, I can kind of give some, you know, scientific information on it. But right yeah, now, I can't. Follow up. Follow-up episode what? on that and some pictures and videos we can post to the G, to the IG. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, uh, so, you, you know, actually something on the topic of nature and science that I'd like to just touch on for a moment because I don't know how philosophical we want to get in uh, today's episode, but... <laughs> okay, go ahead. Flat earthers, and I'm sorry if anybody out there is listen, listening is one, um, might be the dumbest group of people on the planet. All right, all right so... When I read this earlier on the little little show doc thing to prepare that you, know, you sent me, I was like, flat earthers. I immediately just thought of Kyrie Irving. He's probably not listening, so I doubt he's going to care that I mentioned him. <laughs> and then stop spreading that shit. So what about flat earthers? What do you mean? There's an actual... Like- I, I, it, it's, it's just amazing to me that there... I, I understand there's always been conspiracy theories about, did we land on the moon? You know, all this, all this stuff. And I, I get it. You know what? I guess it can be hard to believe that we went to the moon, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I, I believe it 100% because I'm a man of science, and I don't see why, why we would go through the trouble to fake it except to piss off Russia. But then Russia just would have faked it too, and then they would have been like, ha, oh, we went to the moon, but they did. So They could have been both trying to fake it at the same time. Yeah, I know, but I feel like since we were always trying to one-up each other during that time period, wouldn't Russia have been like, ha, we went to the moon twice? And put out videos of that, you know? So anyway, besides the point, so the, the flat earther thing is something that's been apparently going around and it's been being suggested to me on YouTube constantly. And I can't figure out why. And Instagram. Um, well, you're but, suggesting, Hey, no, no, it, the earth it, is it, flat it, again. Not a who it's just these, you know, these, these conspiracy pages are being suggested for some reason, probably because of croc. Cause he, you know, conspiracy. Yeah. He's over croc and, and so, uh, devil. And angel. So, yeah, but uh, so I read a little bit about what these people believe, and they they believe that every image we've ever seen from like space or whatever of of the horizon of Earth is being done through a fisheye lens, like a freaking 2001 P. Diddy video. And that's why it looks curved, but it's really flat. And every time somebody's like, well, why is it flat? Oh, they say prove that it's round. And it's like, what, 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 are you, what are you talking about? Prove that it's round, you know, or prove that it's a sphere. And I, th- there's, there's no explanation behind where they get these ideas from, but they just think that everything's a giant conspiracy. And my problem with it is I feel like it's dumbing down society because apparently a lot of people are prescribing to this. And like you said, you get people like Kyrie Irving who are agreeing with it. Steph Curry saying, yeah, I don't think we went to the moon. These guys are public figures that are perpetuating this stupidity. Now, again, stop if you're out there... Stop perpetuating flat earth <laughs> philosophies. It's ruining America. 
it's just, I, I don't know. Like, like I said, I sent you that little thing about what I want to talk about. I put flat earthers, laugh my ass off. That's all I could think about was <laughs> the, the concept of people. All right. So how about this? I, I, I wish I could, uh, if we knew anybody who was a flat earther. I would um, love to meet somebody who's a flat earther. Remember? If you're a flat earther out there, please request to either be on our show or send us a, a, a message on Instagram or something because I would like to have a legitimate conversation with a flat earther in person to find out how you can subscribe to this. Also, and, our Instagram is TFD yeah. underscore lifestyles. So yes. hit us up there and on any other pictures. We try to, we'll try to answer as much as we can. If we don't, we apologize. Work in progress. It is a work in progress. We finally got our beautiful logo of Pierre, which I know we're going to talk about in a moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, let me get to my counter argument to the Flat Earthers. Uh, remember the, the Red Bull event where the guy went into the balloon and uh, yeah, he sure. basically just uh, they rose up to us, like the, to the outer Felix portion of the atmosphere? Yeah, Felix Baumgartner. Thank you. So yeah. he went pretty high, and you can almost see like the curvature of the Earth. He's in a balloon that goes to the very edge of our ozone, and then goes, "Hey, this is a big round pearl." He's skydiving now. If anybody's wondering, <laughs> yeah, like there's video of that live right. video, and then you see right. him fall down from the sky. <laughs> right, but the thing is that, that I, I, that's my point is that these flat earthers, they just say, "Oh, it was filmed through a fisheye lens." You dumbasses. That's why it looks curved. I can't, but I don't believe this is a real thing. I, I still, it's got to be a joke. Like, oh, I, I don't get it. That's my thing. I feel like this ha this can't be real, but every day you see more of it. I'm going to start tagging you in some of this stuff so you can see where this is coming from. So you don't think I'm just all of a sudden waking up one day and be like, you know what? Those flat earthers drive me nuts. <laughs> you don't know what? You know, I bet you Pierre wouldn't like to meet this uh, flat earther person. You know, he'd probably end up uh, putting him in his place. He always has good arguments. I, I mean, Pierre does eat stupidity. Yeah. So. Oh, and uh, Pierre is our lovely mascot. So we're going to talk about our boy, Pierre, the legend of Pierre. All right. He's, uh, he's a quite friendly bear. Don't, despite his, his roar, he's just happy. It's an excitement <laughs> smile, really, uh, on the picture with the TFD written across the glasses. He loves the outdoors and snowboarding. Um, he loves adventure. He loves campfires. He loves manly shit. And yeah. he loves the yeah, going to the gym, getting a good lift in, eating right, healthy foods, drinking lots of water, hydrate. Pierre's always about hydration. Yeah, treats his treats his female bears very uh, cordially. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. gentleman. They have people oh, ask like, uh, you know, where's Shiverly gone? Shivery? Shiver I can't even talk right now. <laughs> Shiverly, you know where it's gone? It's gone to bear. A bear called Pierre. And, you know, what's amazing about that, too, and this is something else that we can touch on for a couple minutes, is that, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I, we talked about a little bit before in the last episode about how, you know, it, it's, it's tough, you know, out there right now in the social world. And I'm very glad that I am happily married, that you are happily married, and that we don't have to deal with the dating world right now, because I feel like it's probably crazy. You can't figure out what's acceptable anymore because being a gentleman uh, apparently can you know if you hold the door for a woman a woman can turn around and say well why well, i didn't need anyone to do that for me and it's not a matter of needing anyone to do it for you it's just a matter of 
that's how Batman is raised, and that is chivalry and respect. Um, and what's amazing is I've also been reading a lot of these uh, um, these uh, videos and uh, sorry, reading videos, watching videos, and reading articles. And you read those on, videos with those yeah, braille videos with this Captain Marvel stuff with uh, Brie Larson. How oh Brie Larson? Yeah, yeah. I heard uh, I heard you mention this before about yeah. It was a once a uh, very mixed, diverse group as part of the press tour, and she. I think she. You know, do you tell me what did what she say again? She she specifically said that it is too something along the lines of it's too male and too white, and that that's interesting. Um, I mean, I I, I don't. I don't know what her purpose in that is, aside from maybe calling out the the Hollywood industry as it's been under attack lately, and maybe for good reason. But um, you know how it, it's not inclusive enough. I'm not in Hollywood. You're not in Hollywood, so we don't really know the inner workings. But it seems Nobody like nobody knows the inner workings. But it just seems like you know maybe those people are there based on merit. You know, I mean that's kind of how the professional world works. I mean. Hopefully we've gotten to the point where equality has, you know, taken a strong foothold because I'm all for, you know, women empowerment, you know, as well, but not to the extent of saying that, you know, oh, I don't want something that's all male and white because could you imagine if anybody had said anything different, you know, say, say the opposite sex or say any other race and you could probably get shot in the face and the media would cheer. <laughs> Whoa now. I don't know about getting shot in the face, but the persecution of that person being uh, for what they said for sure would definitely be all media hype. The media would love that stuff. But that's the problem we live. We got stuff today where people are just a little too PC or a little too forward. Like there's so left people, there's people who are super liberal, there's people who are super conservative, and then there's people who have common sense. But unfortunately, common sense people don't hold the microphones all the time. And a lot of no. the times, people just say what that comes to their mind without thinking it through. I mean, you could yeah. you could argue that expect that uh, the no white males is a comment was uh, you know very derogatory in a sense, but you know we should trust in credentials. But I mean, a lot of times you look at credentials and and ethics, and that's to the wayward side now. A lot of stuff, yeah, is pretty narrow. You know, you got a fine line when you're talking. You got to be able to represent and present yourself well. So you know, watch what people say. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you're if you're in any kind of public position, just uh, you know, do what I do: smile and flex. Smile and flex. That's a good shirt. Smile and flex. You know what? That is a damn good shirt. That is a damn good shirt. That is a good uh, good shirt. I'm gonna copyright that, so don't nobody out there steal it. <laughs> it's ours, dude. Speaking of, uh, well, not speaking of anything, but I was in the gym, and they have the TVs there, and they had ESPN on uh, yesterday, and Dude, you know what's crazy to me is Zion Williamson. I mean, obviously, everybody's if you're in the sports, you know, world, you know what I'm talking about. This oh, yeah. dude, anybody, the, the people we know who are listening, definitely to the sports. So yeah, that kid is phenomenal. That whole team, they're all young freshmen, and they're all like top five picks. They are the they are the monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's not put it any other way. Zion and the rest of Duke are the monsters against these other teams, and it's ridiculous to watch. And I think the evolution of athlete seeing like he's kind of like the next LeBron in the sense of, of a guy that's that big that can move as quick as he does. That is we're watching the athlete evolve. And I think that is unbelievably incredible. And he's so young. And now it's that experience. I'm wondering I mean, if you think he'll uh, I mean, talk about draft possibilities. 
if you, you think he'll go like be one of those one and done type of players or he'll stay because coach K man I mean that's all he needs is more experience and that IQ to develop he could be phenomenal that, that that's what we said about uh justice uh, justice Winslow you know we thought he was going to be the next you know the next big thing in the league and unfortunately you know it's not that way but I think aside from his potential um because who knows you know you never know with these guys anymore you get guys like you know Darren Fox who really wasn't looked at under that close of a microscope and that dude's phenomenal um or faults poor faults man you know and I I think that the most the amazing thing about Zion is the physical ability of that guy to be able to move as quick as he does and you know at his size that dude is he looks like he's been in the NBA for about 10 years and (laughs) And he moves like like a point guard. It's amazing. It's it's like watching, you know, 2011, 2012 LeBron move on the court. So I think that's pretty cool, man. I, I can't wait to see what he does. Hey, man, diet, calories, right side of carbs, you know. You got to yeah. feed the beast. Yep. Hey, did you catch any of the All-Star game? Uh, I watched – what did I watch? I watched a little bit of the dunk contest and a little bit of the three-point shootout. Um, I didn't get to watch the All-Star game. But um, I did watch the highlights, and I was thinking, man, if I, I know they're going to try to pull it off. If if Anatokounmpo goes to the Warriors at some point, which they will try because that's what they do, that would be the making of a real dynasty, man. Him and Steph would be out of control. Did you see that bounce pass? No, I didn't to, see any of it. <laughs> man, they were on a fast break, and and uh, Steph got the ball on the wing through this this – he literally bounced the ball like like spiking a touchdown, and it went about I'd say twelve feet over the rim. And twelve feet over a, the rim, like an extra twelve feet from the rim. The other side from the other side of the court, like on he he was on the you know on one side of the wing, and and Takupo was coming on the other side. Steph bounced past this ball about ten feet over the rim, and if anybody saw the game, you know what I'm talking about. And this dude jumped about twelve feet to catch the ball and bring it down for a dunk. It was the most insane alley-oop, you know, without even a regular alley-oop pass. It was a bounce pass. All right, so I lied. So, I did catch some highlights, but only things pertaining to Dwayne Wade. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw those two. So I saw that after because I worked during the during the events, so I didn't get to watch any of the competition. Oh, I mean, highlights are there, man. House of Highlights, good uh, good accounts follow on Instagram. They, uh, they've always got all the basketball highlights. What do you think about – all right, so here's my take. I'm going to throw down some, some of my knowledge here. So I listen to local radio here in, in Worcester, Massachusetts, um, and they're talking about Kyrie, obviously. You know, we're close to – we're an hour from Boston. Boston Celtics is the team. Everyone's in an uproar. Kyrie played in the All-Star game. He better be healthy. Come Thursday, he better be playing. So they're all upset that he didn't play because he's injured, quote-unquote. But he did in the All-Star game, so he better hope he comes back. The whole dis- discussion of whether or not he's going to leave, because now the team's not doing well, people aren't fitting in, all those trade talks, him being so palsy with KD and possibility of going to New York. People in New York are already doing montages of KD and Kyrie together, like from the All-Star game. <laughs> They're just going to get let down again, man. I feel bad for New York sometimes. I know. They, ha- they have so much hope. And then when something like if they go do there, if if they end up not go, if they end up getting there together for some weird reason, 
I think New York would still suck. I mean, it, it's going to – remember what happened when Melo went there? Yeah, well, the reason the Melo went there and the team sucked is because Melo demanded to do it in the middle of the season instead of waiting until the end. Yeah, but they did the same thing. Remember they brought in Stoudemire, they had Melo, and they're like, oh, this is it. This team's going to the finals. I don't even remember they made the playoffs. Yeah, I remember that too, but I remember that the reason the team was Stoudemire before Melo got there, because Stoudemire signed first. I mean, yeah. Melo demanded a trade midseason from the Nuggets, and the only way they would the Nuggets would take anything was like they took like half the, the starting roster from the – the only, only starter left was Stoudemire in New York. They traded everybody, all team, over for Melo just to be Melo and Stoudemire. <laughs> I remember. That was, a down, that was the downfall for them. Yeah. I mean, that's New York, though, man. They, they're, they, their quest to return to the glory days, I think, are, uh, you know, they're just not there. You know, the, for some reason, I mean, New York's a hot market. I don't know why, you know, more star power wouldn't want to go there. Maybe it's a state tax. But, um, you know, they just uh, – they're not drawn there, unfortunately. So, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, maybe in the future, the NBA will, you know, get a little little more uh, shaken up and talent will be distributed a little more evenly. That's the other thing, man. You know, this day and age, all these guys are ring chasing. So, you know, teams don't build the chemistry like they did back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's true. That's why everyone still argues that MJ. Oh, here we go. Sports question. MJ over LBJ. A lot of talk I hear on the radio, especially CBS radio, about who's the better, you know, goat. I mean, I, I think I think it's comparing apples to oranges just because of the uh, the eras they played in. You can't Me compare too. them. To, you like know? you don't com- like. I mean, at the time, you don't compare like Jordan to to Wilt or. Kareem. Yeah, they were just different times. You know, Jordan played in a, in a vastly more physical league for one thing. Um, imagine Jordan playing in today's league that you'd be scoring 100 points a game I mean he, he'd, be, he'd be fouled every time he touches the ball he'd be like Harden but a good player you know? yeah you know and uh, and I think LeBron you know he plays off of fouls but you know guys in today's game even Wade as good as Wade is you know, a lot of Wade's game is because he's crafty and he knows how to draw that foul that pump fake foul would never fly Back in the in the Jordan era, that's true. You know, but that's his hammered. bag of tricks. Yeah, he would get hammered. The ball it'd be an air ball, and they'd be going down to the other end while he's complaining to the ref. So you can't compare the two. I think they're both great players. They're the best of their era. That's it. You know, you don't you don't compare Babe Ruth to you know Mark McGuire. You know, you never hear that. So it's just uh, it's different times, different way you play the game, and uh, yeah, man. I think they're both great, and I'm happy that I got to see both of them in their primes. <laughs> so I subscribe to the same philosophy. Different eras, split apart. I mean, you can't really – like, apples to oranges, definitely. So, hey, uh, I was going to ask you about uh, – you wanted to mention anything about new gear. Man, you know what? Uh, it's It's been a busy two weeks. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we uh, – Bought a house and found out we're having a baby. So, um, yeah, we haven't really had time. So, I haven't had much time to do much adventuring. So, in terms of gear, man, I haven't really found anything new that uh, that um, that I want to try out. But um, hopefully, once the weather improves, that's the other thing is the weather's been real wet and soggy here for the past couple weeks. 
And, uh, you know, that, that's no condition to, to be uh, getting outdoors, but uh, definitely looking forward to the spring and summer. You know, I know we got, you know, we got the Appalachian Trail in the backyard. I'd love to start a little life goal of, you know, piece by piece conquering it, just like we're going to do with the Continental Divide uh, Trail one day, you know. Yeah. We started that up. Appalachian Trail. Appalachian Trail is a great ride. The Blue Ridge out there, like the mountain range, really pretty, especially near dusk. It is The light filtered out there just is blue. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it out there. I miss, the, I miss North Carolina. Well, you know, I mean, uh, we got the house now. We got a guest room. So, you know, you guys come down anytime. You know, hopefully we can get up there and see you guys too. You know, just oh, yeah, man. But, we, just uh, take, we just take the commuter train in. MBTA has a really good deal on the weekends. It's 10 bucks. Full zones. You can take the whole commuter rail train from Worcester all the way to Boston as many times as you want during the weekend. Great deals. I'm excited for the summer and the spring coming up so I can get some baseball in. I'm going to head down there and watch a real baseball team. Yeah, man, that that's got to be exciting. That's gonna be popular stuff right there. Get to Fenway Park, man. I'd love to see that. Uh, but yeah, man, so not much as, as much adventure. Uh, movies, I would definitely recommend going to see uh, Alita: Battle Angel. Uh, yeah, I heard it was uh, it wasn't that good. How was your take? That has been the best movie I've seen in probably a calendar year. It uh, the the visuals were amazing. I never really knew much about the, uh, the manga. Um, but from what oh, I've read, based off they, of manga, based off a manga called, uh, called Gunnam. And, uh, and she was, um, you know, a, uh, like some, a cyborg that was trying to reclaim her, re- rediscover her identity of some sorts. Um, the movie was fantastic. Visually it was incredible. Story was great. The, uh, cast nailed it. Um, yeah, man, I, I can't do it. The action scenes were ridiculous. I can't do anything but praise that movie. Um, Robert Rodriguez, you know, he did Sin City, so you know it was going to be sick. Uh, James Cameron. was a good set of features. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, James Cameron co-wrote it, which was awesome. So, you know, yeah, man, definitely uh, go check out Alita Battle Angel. Um, great, great movie. Worth the time. Worth seeing in uh, the Dolby experience option they have when you go to see the movie. Crazy, man. There were like 30 speakers around there. But, yeah, well, everybody, if you got when you're listening, go take a shout out to movies. If it's raining, take a little drive, go see a little battle angel. Recommendations of Pierre. Pierre's movie recommendations. There's not many I ever recommend seeing in the theaters, but that one definitely see in the theaters. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, unless, unless you got anything else right now, I think that pretty much is gonna wrap up uh, today. Yeah, thanks for everybody listening, uh, taking the time and hearing what we hearing what uh, our thoughts are and and everything from the great legend of Pierre down to uh, Alita Battle Angel. Go see it in theaters if you want. Good movie. I guess I'm going to go check it out. I'll let you know what I think. Definitely. Uh, thanks def- for listening. I'm yeah. Brian. I'm Matt. Everyone stay fit. Stay strong. Drink a glass of water, people. Hydrate. Later. <laughs>